episode of Candy Girl. I'm your host, Shelby. And I'm your co-host, Emily. And today we're talking to Ebony and Ivory. They're both dancers here in Austin. Do you guys want to introduce yourselves? Hi. Sure. <laughs> I'm Ebony. I'm Ivory. <laughs> Plot twist. <laughs> um, it's a meme. I'm here for it. <laughs> How did you guys meet each other? Um, Through a mutual friend, actually. Um, about... Uh, a little over a year ago now yeah so it was just kind of through that yeah were you guys dancers before you met each other or did you become dancers later i was a dancer she met um after we met well, she started yeah. dancing after we met yeah i was a delivery driver for pizza place you know in my travel bands <laughs> i couldn't do that at this pizza place oh, but at okay. my first pizza job i was giving away so many free pizzas and drinks i just didn't care do you prefer dancing to selling pizzas then oh definitely i mean the free pizzas was definitely like uh, a good medium yes but i mean dancing you don't really get discounts or free stuff so that's a little downer but i mean i mean, better money so what you do you can technically do whatever you want to an extent, yeah. yeah, yeah to yeah. an extent. I'm like, so if you rather go back to peace, <laughs> just have a cave. I'm like, I So when did each of you get involved in dancing? Like, what was the catalyst? Okay. For me, it, it's literally been on my mind since I was 16. Because I just used to watch videos of, like, my favorite strip club, which was the Pink Diamonds at the time. And I'll see how girls just made money over there. And, like, you know the alleged success stories of um, Black China and Tyga. Like, people who just was basically in the, like, women who were in the strip club and they basically became successful from being a stripper. Like, it was a gateway to better things. So that's kind of what like opened my mind. Like, damn, when I turned 18, I would love to be a dancer just because it's easier access to a better lifestyle in a sense. And I wanted to dance at that club so bad. So that was really my motivation. But because of my parents, I kind of had to put my brakes on that for a while just because I'm African and I grew up traditionally African. So stuff like that is considered a taboo with our culture. Like, my parents would practically disown me if they, like, really knew what was going on. Is there any, like, real culture where, you know, parents would be like, oh, my God, I'm so proud of you for, like, becoming a dancer. Like, even if they're supportive, I feel like they're like, oh, that's cool. Like, I've never heard anybody, like, freak out. Like, oh, my God, I can't believe you're a dancer now. Like, out of excitement. Yeah. I don't know anybody like that. Nah, I mean, when I told my parents, they already knew how I was. So they're like, you know what? Go and do what you're going to do. My mom listens to this podcast, and every time we, like, talk to a stripper, like, something that, you know, she's not familiar with, she's always like, so do they ever tell their parents? Or, like, do they ever get worried that they'll see someone they know? And I'm like, no, I don't, I don't think so. <laughs> That was actually a huge worry for me when I first started dancing because, well, like I said, because of our community or whatever, I didn't want someone I knew to be able to give back to my dad and stuff like that. And, like, we have such a small, close-knit community that, like, if one person knows, everybody's going to know. So that was my biggest worry, but then I kind of looked at it as if you're going to make me feel bad about being here, 
I'm going to make you feel bad about being here. You're here too. <laughs> like, yeah, I feel like it goes bad. both ways. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I'm like, that's terrible. I mean, how does your wife feel about you being here or, you know, whoever? So I just stopped caring. So, but, oh, sorry. I was just going to ask. So, Ebony, your parents do or don't know? They still don't really know. Like, I leave it vague as to what I do. I just talk about working in a club and I make money off of tips. Take it how you want it. Fair enough. <laughs> so, yeah. Um, they, they don't know. My brother knows. However, I just recently told him and he was like, I kind of figured, because, like, the amount of money you be saying you're making, waitresses don't really make that much. <laughs> so I'm like, okay, cool. Yeah, like, he wasn't tripping about it, but, like, my dad, I don't know how he's so dramatic. He's <laughs> so dramatic. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> what about you, Ivory? What got you involved? Um. So... Like I said, prior before me being a dancer, I was a delivery driver and I ended up getting into a car accident on the job and I wouldn't say my car was totaled, but um, literally after that accident, the next day, I got into another accident because like, yeah, because it was like rainy, my car was just like, it skid and I guess it just wasn't like the track, I don't know. It was probably from the accident yesterday if something was wrong with brakes. And so I was like, you know what? I can't do this no more. Like, it's already the second day. Like, I got another accident. Um, so I had to quit that job. And with me not having a car, I was like, well, damn, I kind of need to. I didn't say I wanted to need to do this. It was it was kind of like my situation was kind of like the same as hers, where it was like always kind of in the back of my mind because I am a dancer outside from the strip club. So in a sense, I felt I'd be able to maneuver in that lifestyle. I don't know. I don't know if that's the right way to. I'm not the best. With yeah, no, no. Thing, I see. I know what you're saying. It would have been an easy transition to go from a dancer to yeah. a stripper. Yeah. That's cool. So how long have you guys been doing this for? Uh, about. Well, if the coronavirus didn't just pop up, it would have been like exactly a year. And I'd say about two, but I basically stopped dancing for like six months one time. So I guess I'm still at like a year and a half. Why'd you stop dancing? Well, I got fired twice. (laughs) Yikes. (laughs) That'll do it. Yeah, I got fired from the first club that I worked at. And I literally, both of the times I got fired was for no reason. And the second time I got fired was for another dumb reason. So I was just like, you know what? I'm going to chill out for a little bit, see what life brings me. Hope for the best. (laughs) And yeah, it was cool. I was able to survive. I don't know how. (laughs) It was a nice break. When you weren't dancing, did you miss it? Oh, yeah, all the time. I really miss just being on the pole and, like, because when we get up there, it's really, like, I consider it as a performance in a sense. Like, this is my stage time. My makeup's good. My hair is good. I'm here to be, like, Beyonce. (laughs) (laughs) To be honest, like, you're really putting on a performance on stage. That's all you. That's your, that's, um... Being on stage is basically like giving people a preview of how you are 
in a sense. So you got to give it your all or whatever, because you could just leave with nothing. So I did miss that aspect of dancing. And I just missed how easy the money is too. Like it can be hard and there are there is some BS that you do have to deal with from time to time. But 80% of the time, I'm saying for me, it's all, all good. Like, I really enjoyed it. I enjoyed the people that I met. I enjoyed just the power that comes with being a dancer too. Like being able to look someone in their face and be like, oh, like after they give you money, you're just like, you could give me more. And they'll literally give you more money. <laughs> so I miss, I miss that. <laughs> I was going to say, do you feel like you developed a sense of confidence throughout your experience as a dancer? For sure. Oh yeah, definitely. That's yeah, that's a fact. I know I used to be I was I was kind of confident in a sense with my dance moves, but confident with myself and speaking out for myself, that was really hard for me. So like definitely working in the club, you grow a thick skin and stand your ground in a sense. So that's definitely helped me with my personal confidence in all of that. Yeah. When you're a dancer and you just see like how much people fawn over you in a sense, you you really do grow a thick skin when like the rare few people say no. It's like whatever, I'm too cute for you anyway, you know? Like <laughs> so honestly you just gain a high level of confidence for being a dancer. Cause at the beginning of the day, you're literally you're presenting like basically all of yourself to people who don't know you. But it depends because some people show a different side of them or whatever at the strip club. But I am who I am. So I'm like, this is me, take it or leave it. And the most treasured thing about a person is their body. So if we can just like, you know, be topless on stage or whatever in front of a bunch of people who don't know us, who can tell you anything about who you are? You know, that's just, I don't know. Yeah. Yeah. No, I love that. Bro, I want to go topless on stage. All I do is get drunk and flash bars sometimes. I have so. videos of you doing that. It's the same thing, almost. That happens still, a lot. That's still bold. Prior to being a dancer, I couldn't even do that. Like, I did not have the amount of confidence that I have now, honestly. Yeah, so the problem, so the problem with when I flashed the bar was I was at engineering formal, so I probably should not have done that. It wasn't like a random bar. Yeah, all of our classmates were there. <laughs> Damn. Guys. <laughs> At least I have really that? nice kids. <laughs> I remember it. That's the worst part. No, it was good. I still have that video. Oh, ah, you got a video? <laughs> I asked you me to film it. I wasn't going to do it if I couldn't, you know, prove it later. <laughs> um so i know emily always likes to ask the question um do you guys have any like crazy stories or anything super memorable that have happened to you while you were working bro did you just fucking steal my like one sorry question? do you want to re-say it i'll not say it <laughs> no no i'll edit it out you can say it no shelby i'm trying to give you a hard time this I'm is so podcast banter i'm so sorry <laughs> I'm trying to create tension. <laughs> oh, good. Yeah, that's what you want. Tension between hosts. Um, but yeah, any interesting stories that you guys have from your working? I've told one, but I do have another one that I can share with y'all. Because the other one's already on our YouTube channel. So I'm like, I'll 
kind of don't really want to repeat it, so I can tell y'all the other one that was like weird. Sure. Okay, I should go. I met this dude or whatever, and he was basically into financial domination. Like he likes um, women. He likes to give women money. And yes, that's awesome. Yeah, no, people should be into that. (laughs) It was. I know. I would love it. Oh my gosh! If all the men in the world were just like here, take my money, we'd be in heaven. I think that's like the ultimate like female heaven because what more can I want? Mm-hmm. I don't even have to work. I don't have to work. Somebody's just literally giving me money for because they want to from the kindness of their heart. <laughs> <laughs> but, um, <laughs> he was also telling me he was into like foot fetish and stuff like that too. So and he was just like, there anywhere we could go that I could like lick your feet? And I'm like, uh, we could get a cabana or what do you want to do? And he's like, um, no, nah, I'm not too crazy about it or whatever. And I was like, okay, well, so I was trying to find like a dark corner or whatever so we could go to. And in our club, there's not really much dark corners. So we were just kind of sitting opposite on like the back bar. And I put my foot on him and he was like licking my shoes. Like he literally licked both of my shoes clean from like top to bottom. <laughs> yeah, bro. somebody's licking your foot like do you moan or do you just watch them do it like what like how are you supposed to react I felt so uncomfortable to where I was literally just looking around the whole time like who sees this and people did see it they were like stopping and just like what and I'm just like my hands out he's still putting the money in my hand and I'm still and he actually wanted to like suck my feet and everything like he did but I was just like oh well since you don't want to get a cabana this is the most we can do out here but I got his number and we kept in contact and he was like I I like to be dominant and stuff like that so whenever all of this is over I'm in love some sessions with you or whatever oh so this was really recently yeah I told you about him you were with his friend remember 
me. You told me that, but I could, I still can't. It was the dude with all the beard. You was with his friends, so I went over to him, and then y'all went to go get some dances, and I was talking to him. Like literally, as soon as I sat down with him, he was like, "Oh, I like Derek with the funny. It's so hot." I'm like, "Oh my gosh, I'm staying." <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I really don't remember that. If I saw a picture, no, yeah, if you saw a picture of him, I'm sure you would know. So, like, would you consider that one of the worst clients or one of the best clients? Because on one hand, he sucked on your heel and his breath was rank as fuck, but on the oh. other hand, he does like to give you money. He's a good client, because I'm definitely staying in contact with him, because I know I could get more out of him. And prior to this corona thing, like, literally the next day after I had met him, he just started sending me money to my cash app or whatever, and he was just like, he was doing it on a daily basis. And there was one day where he did it, so I hit him up, and I was like, hey, there's no where's your daily deposit? And he was like, ooh, that's so hot. And he was sending me money because I called him out on his shit. So I'm like, I think he's a good client because even now I'm still making money off of him. Like, he'll ask me for feet pics and stuff like that, so. Amazing. Uh, it's, it's, it's nice. I feel like I could definitely develop more of a relationship with him and definitely get more from him in the long run. Because somebody who likes to give women money why would you get rid of them? You know, <laughs> you gotta keep him around. <laughs> That's true. Ivory, do you have any interesting stories? I've been like really trying to think on this. The only one that's really sticking in my head is the one that was that is what we mentioned at the club. I'm trying to like I'm really trying to think. So I guess I guess I can say this one. So I. I remember I was giving a dance to this one person and I was looking over to me, over well, next to me, and then there, when there was this older man and this young girl that just kept like staring at me and they were both smiling. So I'm like, okay, just keep <laughs> dancing. I kind of like looked over at them for a second and I think I gave him a smile. I smiled at him. I, I think I may have winked at him while I was giving a dance too and I think that's what hooked him. And man, I'm glad I did that because I had the waitress that came by and she's like, hey, this man over here, like, with the girl, they want you. It turns out that he was a slave. Like, he was the one who likes to be, uh, like, not, I mean, not really do dominated financially, but just, like, dominated, like, oh, like, tie him up, put him in a cage, five hundred, like, 50 stories up, facing the window, even though he's scared of heights, like, they, like, torturing him, but, like, and, like, all of that. And he, he paid good, like, I was, I don't know, I was with him the whole night. I remember this was like a fight night. Everybody was having a terrible day, a terrible day. And then I, but like, I was just fortunate to have him. And then like, I still have him now. Um, and I mean, I don't know, I guess it's interesting in a sense, but like, uh, for, I want to say like two months straight, he was steady giving me so much money, so much money. I never even saw him outside the club yet. I didn't even video chat him, nothing. I would just be like, hey, can you give me this for this? Okay, I need help with this. I wouldn't directly ask him for it, but I'd kind of like imply it. Be like, oh, like I kind of, this is hard. I kind of need some help. He's like, oh, well, what do you need? How much? And then I tell him that he would give me like an extra on top of that. And I was like, yeah, it's like what you wanted to pay for and then the money back. Yeah, basically. And then like, so now that was, I was yeah. That's amazing. Yeah, that's awesome.
Do you guys feel like men are more comfortable telling you about their sexual preferences or fetishes because you guys are sex workers? Yeah, definitely. Because they feel like, because it's easier for you to get what you want out of us versus like a normal person on the street. Because I feel like we're exposed to a lot more and they know like being sex workers, a lot of people come to us with different things. So they're, they're more free in a sense. Mm-hmm. And speaking of the, uh, my slave, the one I was just talking about, so he, he has me and then a couple other girls, and he has a whole wife, and his wife doesn't know any of his kinks at all. She doesn't know at all that he's very submissive. He like she doesn't know anything, and so it's like yeah, no, it's definitely. And they've been together for like thirty five years, and yeah. she has no clue that he's like I want to be dominated like bad. And he's, like that I feel like I read that dudes like that they typically they have so much control in their real life that by being dominated they're able to let go as they have so much control and responsibilities like he probably owns a business and stuff like that so he's in charge of so many other people so with him like um so with him I don't know. He has that feeling in him to where he just doesn't want control once in a while. I can see that. You know, able to let loose and just by somebody else tell him what to do. And honestly, sexually is probably the best way for them because what man doesn't get horny? <laughs> like, yeah. I mean, but does it does it ever involve sex though? Because oh, not just like he just wants to be. Dominated. Yeah. Yeah. Like, no, he doesn't dress. Bitch him around. Yeah, like bro, if they've been. <laughs> Huh? If they've been together this long, I bet she just wishes she could just, like, beat him up, put him in a cage and stuff. Like, I feel oh. like that's what years of marriage does. I, that's just me, though. <laughs> no, yeah, I, I always find it strange how they don't tell their spouse. Because with me, I don't know, maybe it's also, like, that pleasure from the person you know who knows you not really knowing that side of you as well. Like, you're able to hide something from them. Someone you've been with for so long, you're still able to keep your little secret since you're in a marriage where you're not supposed to keep secrets. I don't know. I feel like there's a pleasure that comes with it as well of your spouse. Like, your, I don't know, your kinks. Yeah. I don't know. I feel like if my husband told me we'll roleplay every once in a while, I'll beat his ass. I was glad when you tie you up. What? <laughs> Remember that time you didn't come home early? Smack. Oh, no. I, I love that. Good. <laughs> Emily, do you have any questions? Do you have any dance tips? Basically, I got bored during quarantine and I set up a pole in my apartment. So, what better than to ask you guys? Any dance tips? <laughs> I like the way that you grip the point. Don't, don't be afraid of falling. <laughs> I'm so afraid of falling. Yeah, exactly. But that's the way to learn. Once you lose that fear, you can do anything. Because that's the only way to learn. Like, as long as you're still holding on to the, oh my gosh, I'm going to fall, I'm going to fall. You're not going to do anything. You're going to be too scared. You have to cross that line. And then literally, after you learn one dance, the rest of them just kind of become easier as they go because you learn how to hold on to the pole so it's like yeah yeah so like how do you develop your grip because that's like the one thing like i constantly feel like i'm sliding um you might need dry hands which is liquid chalk they i know you can get it at some like 
sex store or some like uh just dancer stores they'll have them i, I have them on amazon again they do yeah oh, good because they're cheaper on amazon no they raise the price oh. i feel like that's why they took it off because amazon was like lowballing them so now it's the same price as like a sex store they somehow i know it's bullshit because i saw it for like 15.99 i'm like what the fuck i might as well just go to the sex store oh and the sex store is 20. Oh, okay, so it's still cheap, bro. Damn, their prices went up. It was not that high. I think it was fifteen dollars at the sex store. Ooh, they just they have it on AdamEve.com, baby. Let's get that sponsorship in. <laughs> <laughs> but um, I'm trying to think. Would you be doing like? Would you learn pole dancing with heels or without heels? I have kind of been switching between both, and I think I want to learn it with heels. I would say, honestly, it's, well, just because we've been doing it for so long in heels. I don't know anything, so. I don't know. I mean, when I started, I didn't know jack jack shit. Like, literally, I walked into the strip club, never been in one, and I never even wore heels. Like, I literally went on stage in these, like, six-inch heels. I never, like, worn heels in my life. So, I mean, it was definitely an experience, but, like, you you very much like learn how to work through it but um i don't know with pole i would say just with the heels it makes it easier in a sense because depending on the heels that you wear it, it will help you grip to the pole as well especially like if you get like latex ones so that really helps um yeah i would say while learning pole as well don't wear any clothing that would cover the inside of your like elbow as okay. well as your knees like yeah, when, like, when I do it, I dress like a hoe. Don't worry. Like, there's not a lot of clothes <laughs> on. That's the better way to do it. The less coverage, the better, because your skin's able to stick to the pole. And you want your skin to stick to the pole, because that's what's holding you there. And if you do end up getting dry hands, put dry hands also right in the inner elbow and on the inner knee, because that also will help you stick to the pole better. So, yeah. Perfect. Fall, purposely fall a couple good times just to get it over. <laughs> okay. Okay. It blows around too if you are scared about hurting yourself. Yeah. Because I've fallen off the pole once. It, I didn't get hurt or nothing, and it wasn't even like a big deal. I was just practicing something on like the side stage when dudes were playing poker or whatever. And I lost my balance, so I like fell, but I landed. I was able to ease myself to where you saw that I fell, but like I didn't hurt myself. Just my ego. Okay. <laughs> Look, Emily, you're learning so much. I'm learning so much. I'm going to be a great pole dancer. Hopefully. You know you. You got this. Post-pandemic, I'll come in and be like, hey, gal pals, can I tag along? <laughs> come to work. <laughs> I love that. So speaking of the okay. pandemic... Okay. <laughs> I'll be like, sorry, I don't work here. I'm just here to have fun and dance. And everybody will be like, what the fuck? Honestly, though, there's some girl customers that I've seen that will literally get on stage to dance and be on the pole. But don't let a man get on stage or a little try to kick you out. Oh, yeah, for sure. But they're cool. They're leaning with women because, you know, it's basically like a titty bar. So they're like, really? Okay, so Shelby and I, Shelby and I could go to, the, uh, you know, after the coronavirus, we could go to, like, I guess y'all strip club. And just randomly, just titties out, jump on stage, and like no repercussions except social, right? That's 
Um, it would mostly have to be like towards the end of the night when there's not really a lot of customers. We only like the last one. Just or in like, the very beginning. Yeah. I mean, I don't know. I've seen it also midway through. Like, really? I'd say that every dead periods. I haven't seen anybody at the on the pole, like in the midst of the club. Unless oh, I have. they and know the managers, so the managers just letting them do it, or they paid. I feel like or they also the just show two options. Yeah, or maybe they're just flashing. But I don't see why they would just because if that's the case, then anybody. Yeah, that's what I yeah. was thinking. That would piss off more dancers than a little bit. That's what I was thinking. I was like, wouldn't they be mad? Yeah. I don't think anybody can just do it. I know the only cases I know is if the girl used to dance there before, so they let her do it or whatever. Like, she knows the manager. Or if somebody paid for her to be on stage, like, oh, it's her birthday or something. Like, when you get up there, it's your bachelorette party. I feel like those are the only cases. Because, yeah. And then anybody would do it, and I feel like that's not okay. Yeah, it's definitely not. But I still want to do it one day. Oh, yeah. yeah. I'll see why not. So. Oh, yeah. Fuck. <laughs> That's what oh, I said. No. You already know. <laughs> oh, true. <laughs> they're you, practicing. You walk up there and they're like, damn, who's Oh, damn. Okay. All right. Yeah. I have some moves. Oh, yeah. <laughs> Gonna be doing some splits, maybe popping some pussy, IDK. <laughs> Oh, yeah, you got to. <laughs> well, not at a topless bar, but at an all-new one, yes. Well, I mean, I pop pussy regardless, but it's, like, in my clothing. <laughs> yeah. I feel like yeah. in, strip clubs, in strip clubs, do guys, like, want to see vaginas? Like, vaginas kind of freak me yeah. out. I'm bisexual, but I'm still scared. Oh, yeah. They want to do as much to that vagina as humanly possible. Mm-hmm. They want to feel it. They want to smell it. They want to touch it, like... They yeah. want to be up in that thing. Mm-hmm. Dude, oh, they're so gross. <laughs> you know how, like, people sniff flowers, like, at the grocery store, just go right in and... Is that how they're, like, yeah. sniffing pussy in the club? I literally had an experience with that once, like... How did you not mention this? <laughs> I, I just now thought about it. Okay, well, you didn't really exactly, like... So this was one of my regulars, right? And I was, like, giving... Like, he would do this kind of a lot. He would never actually get to the touch me would always try but I like always had my hand down there I was always holding myself like I was making sure like to be like he couldn't touch it but who kind of get at the top of like my ass crack right and whenever I'd be like giving dances and I like as soon as he would take his hand off I would turn around and he'd just be smelling it bro I'm like bro you need to chill yeah. like I that may be a fetish but look that's not no yeah yeah no 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 Oh. Yeah. Men. <laughs> yeah, it was not pleasurable. <laughs> I mean, do have you ever, I feel like feeling people doing weird shit like that in the club is men. Have you ever seen a woman do anything like uncomfortable or just whack in the club? Uh, yeah. A lady tried to finger me before during a dance. Do they uh, think it's okay because like we're all women? Yeah, yeah, I think that's what it was. Like, a guy paid for me to dance for her or whatever, and she was cool. She literally got dances from me, like, back-to-back. Like, she loved me. But she, yeah, but she was trying to finger me in the process, and I'm just like, you know? Because, I mean, I don't even swing that way to begin with, so I'm just like, and regardless, stay away from my vagina, you know? But, 
Whenever I told the dude who paid for her initial dance, he was like, I'm so sorry that happened to you. I, was not, I wouldn't expect that from a woman. I was like, stay. I've danced for women before. No one's ever tried to like, finger my vagina. Mm-mm. And there's one experience. There will be times where if a couple goes in, they will go in with the intentions of like, oh, this dancer is kind of wanting, like, I don't know. But couples will go in there for like their own sexual pleasure. Oh, yeah. And there was this time. I was giving this like I was giving this girl a dance. Uh, I think I was just giving her a dance, but her husband was next to her, a boyfriend or whatever. You know, I'm kind of I like I go down, I'm rubbing my like titties like you know kind of down there, and then I like I didn't notice it at first, and I was just kind of like, what's that scratchy feeling? And I look down, this bitch is dresses up, and her whole pussy is out, bro. No underwear on, no nothing. I was just like. I was like, that's nasty. And I'm like, now I gotta clean my whole fucking body. I'm like, I didn't even know that. Like, why do you do this? And then she's like, after the dance, she was like talking about like, oh, do you do anymore? I was like, no. And then she just like, I was just like, let me get my money. Let me just go. Yeah, I went in the back and I was like sanitizing myself. I was like, that's, come on, girl. That shit, no. That's gross. That is so unsanitary. For like all parties involved, like no one wins. Yeah. (laughs) That gross. Honestly, it is. Yeah. But most dancers, we tend to just avoid strippers. I mean, not strippers. We tend to avoid couples. Yeah, I I usually avoid women just because a lot of the women that go in there, they are either very judgmental or they're like, "Oh, you want my man." Girl, I want his money. I don't want your money. No one cares about your money. Like, I promise you, like, I'm going to look like I want him, but that's just how the dancer does it. So, right. Like, it's all about the fantasy. It's about, like, like that's really what it is. Like, I don't want your man. No. He's white. I don't want him. <laughs> Fair enough. White men, literally the root of all evil. <laughs> and that one I made, no one I made out. this argument. Wait, what? Oh yeah, white men, older white men, they're easily the number one clientele at the strip club because they're, they're, they're accessible to any girl. Like they don't really have a preference. You might meet the one who do have a preference, but basically they like to swirl. They're into their own types. Like they don't be tripping. So that's the ones you go for. Like there's some oh, yeah. groups that I cannot go to just because I'm a dark skinned black woman and like I'm just not everyone's type. So if I see an old white guy, I'm headed in that direction versus like a black guy or an Indian guy. Because sometimes white guys don't even want black women in the strip club. Like it, you never know with them. Or an Indian guy, they typically don't like me. Indian men usually like me, us, us, like a petite white girl, like no tits. Like that's what I've noticed is that's what they, they go for. So. Yeah. And Asians, they typically like blondes for some reason. So I just don't believe that as a whole because I'm like, I'm not dying. <laughs> Your money's not bad. It's not worth it. So, well, let me be more correct. The Asians were actually born in Asia because the American- I know the Asian, type. I know the type. Yeah, the American-born Asians, they're more versatile versus the ones who are born over there. They stick to what they like and they like blonde white girls. No. Emily, you look so oh, yeah. excited. I just I know exactly what they're talking about. I I studied abroad in Asia and I went out clubbing in Singapore 
And like, I remember there was this one club where for some reason they weren't letting, and we didn't notice this until like much later. So we were in a cage, like cage dancing, right? And we didn't realize that like the club had put a guard outside of the cage so that like no Asian women and like no men could come in. So it was just like my friend and I, like these two white girls, like dancing in a Singaporean club, like not during the tourist season and everyone just staring. And I was like, wait, what the fuck? It was really weird to be put on a pedestal, but I kind of liked it. So, yeah. I feel it. So, Singapore is also like literally crazy rich Asian. So, like, there's just so much going on. But I had fun though. Oh, yeah. They say, is that the place where they say it's like, it's, it's a really nice trip and it's also cheap? Definitely not cheap. Oh, okay. Then I think it's Bangkok. Bangkok is cheap. Thailand, whack place. So oh, really? Sucks. So whack. Really, the whole continent of Asia, I just find so different. I always yeah. say Asia is whack, but not for, like, you know, cultural things. It's, like, the little things. Like, some countries don't have toilet paper, but, like, I don't want to. And, like, I'm cool with bidets, but I'm, like, I wouldn't drink that water either. I don't want to squirt it on my vagina or my butt weird yeah. place weird place very clean though fair enough i don't <laughs> think i'm going to asia then <laughs> i'm like i need to drink water no yeah you can't carry it that's so stupid that's unless you put it in your suitcase i don't know if they ever go through our stuff whenever we like put them on the plane they do they right do. yeah oh, okay because it's easier for us to like put things in there than it is to carry them on phones, like have them in a carry on. So I always wonder if they like snoop through all our shit. But they saw a lot of sex toys from me one day. So <laughs> that person's lucky, I guess. <laughs> or I'm lucky. <laughs> so, how has the pandemic affected you guys? Um, it's definitely taken a toll. Big time. Yeah. Right now, oh yeah, uh, yeah I'm like right now. I'm basically just surviving off of my sugar day, <laughs> to be honest. Like, and he's well aware of it, so he's just like you know being real generous and stuff. But yeah, it's either that or just trying to hustle and like get money in, however I can. But for the most oh yeah, part. that's really the same with me though. Like, it just going from having a good amount of money a week to literally like basically going how I was back at my pizza delivery job, maybe even a little bit worse. It's like, this is weird. And it's like, it's definitely an adjustment. Yeah. Um, yeah. But we're surviving. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, luckily we were smart and we saved money rather than just spend it all on whatever we wanted. Like, yeah. like it is being like being in a strip club, you have to know, like, like with how easy it is to make money, it's five times easier to spend it. So you have to know like, all right, majority of the money you got, you gotta save it. Are you guys trying to transition to do more online work? Yeah. I mean, that's how I first got into sex working to begin with. So I kind of always knew about it. And in a sense, yeah, I do it every now and then. Like I'll hit up my hey, you wanna make time for somebody? <laughs> <laughs> you know, like just 
don't know, just little ways to hustle or whatever. They'd be like, I want to see you. Send me a pic. I'm like, all right, here's my menu. <laughs> what would you like? <laughs> That's literally how I'm like. That's how I'm hustling these days. <laughs> yeah. Do not text me if you do not want to spend money right now because I'm going to find a way to get money out of you. <laughs> Fair enough. Yeah. So I don't know. I've always been into online and stuff like that just because that's what I learned first. I was doing that for two years prior to me even dancing. So. Okay. Well, that's good. It's an easier transition in that case. Yeah. I mean, it's really just the same with me. Like, I mean, I didn't really start off online though. So it's definitely more of an adjustment for me, like learning how it works, how to like word things or I don't know. Yeah. Emily, do you have any more questions? No, I just like talking to them. How can I be you? Like that that's it. But you know, that's been this whole interview. So <laughs> is there anything we could do for your YouTube channel or anything like that? I know y'all mentioned. Um yeah, was, what is your YouTube channel? So we can plug it to the podcast. Unless you don't um, want us to do that, we don't do that. It's kind of hard to find because we... Yeah, we don't have a certain amount of subscribers yet, so they don't necessarily, like, expose us. So when you try to type in our name, you won't find us. You literally just have to go by the link. But I can, we can send you the link. Yeah, we can yeah, put it in the description so people... Add that yeah, perfect. Well, yeah, if you guys are still listening, uh, you should definitely find their YouTube. Um, it sounds like you guys have a lot of interesting stories on there that we didn't have time for today, but um, I'm definitely going to go check it out after this. That sounds really exciting. <laughs> and you guys can follow us on Twitter at Candy Girl Pod or on Instagram at Candy Girl Podcast. And if you want to shoot us an email, you have any questions for us, you have any questions for Ebony and Ivory, you can send us an email at candygirlpodcast at outlook.com. Thanks for listening, you guys. We'll hear from you soon. Bye.